Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Deb Erickson. While working towards a master's degree in counseling, Deb joined her first of two network marketing companies where she quickly rose to the top level of leadership. Frustrated by the limited impact traditional sales and motivational training had on her team, she set out to develop training systems that spoke to the specific skill-based needs and mindset challenges of the women in her downline. She began expanding her study of neuroscience, eventually teaming up with leading researchers to develop brain retraining tools to help her team members overcome the mental and emotional blocks that were keeping them stuck in their business. After years of success in two separate companies, Deb knew firsthand the powerful impact her mindset training system had on the business growth of the women on her team. She shifted all of her focus to developing the neuro tools and training she had used with them into a system that could be used by consultants in direct sales or network marketing companies worldwide. She launched her own company, the ICANN Institute, Inc., dedicated to helping consultants around the world close the mindset gaps that hold them back from taking the action they know they need to take to grow their teams, increase sales, and rank up. So I'm really excited to have you with us today, Deb. Welcome to the show. Oh, Angel, I'm so excited to be here. You know, you are an icon. And uh, so to be connected to you and to this show, uh, it is an absolute delight. I am so excited to be here. Well, how did we meet, Deb? Did we meet through uh, Clubhouse or did yes. we? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Clubhouse yeah. has been amazing. I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed Clubhouse this year. It's been uh, really fun to, to meet new people like yourself who are doing the things that you're doing. So I want to talk a little bit, Deb, about, you know, when you were younger, a lot younger, did you yeah. think that you were going to grow up to be an entrepreneur? No, <laughs> you know, I'm a wild woman. So it was somebody else might've looked at that and said, that's an obvious no brainer, but you know, I was badly dyslexic. I really thought there was not much others said to my parents, you know, she needs a trade because she's not very smart and she's never really going to amount to much. And I really thought that the best I could do was to become a PE teacher and a coach which was the direction that I began. You know, I loved coaching. I loved teaching. I was a natural teacher. And so that's really where I started the process. But I've always been a bit of a rebel, which probably is the requirement to be a great entrepreneur. 
I agree. Well, I'm going to immediately say you are wickedly smart. And whoever told you you weren't smart (laughs) doesn't know what they're talking about. So I want to talk about as you started to go in the direction of becoming an entrepreneur and as you started to go in the direction of building teams, you know, I think that place for most entrepreneurs is like one of those very interesting kind of plateau spots that I've noticed. I I just got off the phone with a woman today and she's literally trying to do everything herself and um, the mindset needs to shift. And when I said to her, the mindset needs to shift, she was like, I have a great mindset. My mindset doesn't need to shift. (laughs) So I'd love to hear for you what happened along the way that not only allowed you to step into more of a leadership role, Mm -hmm. but also to see how, as the leader, it was your job to actually support the mindset of the whole team. Yeah. You know, my, I would say understanding leadership and team building and mindset, it all came uh, really as a high school basketball player. My coach in high school was extraordinary. She believed in what at that time, everybody was calling PMA, positive mental attitude. Mm -hmm. And being the captain of the team, I was always captain of every team I've ever been on. Leadership came easy for me, but she gave me the basics of leadership and the mindset to match it. She used to literally before a game, she would pull me over by the scuff of my neck and look into my eyes and say, I need to see if you're ready. Are you ready to lead? Are you ready to win? I learned techniques. I learned tools. I learned how to focus, how to breathe, how to meditate, how to visualize. I mean, I I learned so many things in those early days that gave me the core of what I needed. Well, after high school, I went, you know, went to college, got my degree in education. My very first job was a basketball coach for a men's team. Right here I am, five two, right, and I'm coaching men's basketball. I had to stand on a chair, you know, just to look them in the eye. And I used all the tools and techniques that I had learned in college, which was about getting in their face, you know, and really challenging them and challenging their egos. And it worked for those guys. And, um, you know, we did an amazing job. And then the next year I came back and they said, we want you to coach the women's team. And I had the worst season of my life. Mm. And it was because I tried to use techniques that I had learned that were a beautiful alignment with men didn't work at all with women. Mm-hmm. And I kept I kept challenging my my mind and going, why is this not working? And honestly, I didn't figure it out back then. But after I got into business, right? After I got into the real world and I started working with women, young entrepreneurs, you know, solopreneurs, all of a sudden I began, it's kind of like all the little puzzle pieces started coming back. And that's when I realized, aha, you know, women collectively were wired a little bit differently and we need to be coached differently and encouraged differently and taught a little bit differently. And it's really, that was really the beginning of my journey was to figure out specifically how do women need, right, support in becoming massively successful as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. And that was really the beginning of my journey. Yeah, well, so I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into this difference between men and women, because as you were speaking, what I was hearing and feeling was when you were kind of like getting in the face of the men. And it's interesting that that worked for you with your coach, even though you're a woman, you know, there's always anomalies, right? 
what I was feeling and seeing was like, there's this, the masculine is more, needs the focus, like that sharp focus. Whereas women have a more diffuse awareness Hmm. Um, and with diffuse awareness comes also the attention can be scattered and thinking it needs to be doing all of these things. So I'm curious about like, what do you know from your own experience, both working with teams and now, you know, working with your ICANN Institute to help women all over the place about this difference? Like, what are the subtle differences? Right. Well, if you think about a continuum on one side is force, the other side is flow. And so on the force side of the equation, which is where most men are wired and many women who are like high D's, they're high, they're driven, that kind of energy. They are used to showing up in the world, you know, results for focused. It's a win-lose challenge. They love competition. You know, they're out to be number one. And so there is there is this fact, you know, focus, uh, high energy, intensity kind of uh, alignment. The other side of the equation is flow. It's about collaboration. It's about community. It's about win-win. It's about the process and the journey. And so what I notice many times is that the world is kind of set up to support force. Mm-hmm. And we we acknowledge force, we, we reward force, you know, we kind of like get our works, our, our whole life, we get worked up about force and we, we elevate it. Mm-hmm. So flow doesn't get the recognition, it doesn't get the time, the focus, the intention to say this is a valuable way for us to do business is to operate in flow, to operate, you know, on the basis of attraction and understanding how the world works and, you know, identifying people's strengths and working from that side of the equation. And so I'll just give you one specific thing that I see mm. men um, look at business, you hear this all the time, and they will say, and, and it's not just men, but but let's just say the masculine side of the equation. That there's a comment they say all the time, which is simply this, right? That it's not personal, it's just business. Mm-hmm. And so what do women do? Well, women are like, it is personal. And then they take it a step further and say, and it's me. Meaning that, yes, of course, it's personal because it's relationship. But what too many women do is they own, they want to personally own every rejection, every failure, every hesitation, you know, every delay. And so what happens is we get, we get robbed, right? Women actually get robbed from the wisdom of saying, hey, you know, business needs to be tweaked. You need to take a risk and then evaluate. And there needs to be a more strategic analytical approach instead of saying, oh, it's just me. People don't like me. I can't find the right people. Nobody wants to play with me. Right. And so that interpretation, it's the personal side of the equation, but I'm going to call it on the negative scale. Right. In other words, it's not working for us. But when women say it is personal, it is personal. I know it is me and I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to focus in. I'm going to do the assessment that needs to be done here. I'm going to tweak my attempts and find the wins. Then all of a sudden they're working the personal side of the equation from the positive. 
And that's really, honestly, what I love helping women do is say, hey, yeah, you are responsible and let's get you where you want to be, right? Let's move you up in that positive equation. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm hearing there, there's a couple of things I want to just underscore um, for the listeners. When you said high D, I just want to let listeners know that you, I believe we're referring to the DISC assessment. Is that yes. what you're referring to? Yeah, so yeah. that's D-I-S-C. For those listeners who have not heard of that or don't know what that is, it's a, it's a tool that many companies use and entrepreneurs use to discern what the strengths and weaknesses are for each individual. So the high D is driven and uh, that's from the DISC assessment. So the other thing that I really heard there is, and and it's a big distinction, there's taking it personally, meaning that it's poking an emotional wound that has not yet been healed, basically, right? So, and it's a thinking pattern of constantly, it's, uh, I'll call it Eeyore. It's Eeyore thinking, right? Of constantly having the rain cloud over your head because- uh, whatever is going on. And then what I heard the distinction there is your work is really to work to help women who are taking responsibility to create change yes. and know that they have the ability to create change. And so they're taking the power, their power, they're using their personal power in right. support of making the change and while retaining this relational piece. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And I think part of the reason why that's so important is that when you come from a place of strength, right, what you're always looking for is, you know, your next choice, your next option, what can you do? How can you tweak it? You're coming from a place of action, even though it's action and flow. When you come from that, take it personal from a weaker perspective, what happens is that you're you're feeling helpless. You're looking, you have excuses. You're looking for someone usually to blame. And Mm -hmm. and most of the time women blame themselves as much as anybody else. And so what happens is it's really hard to find personal power from that position. Well, and I'm I'm also hearing that that's probably coming from a place of reaction instead of action in flow. It's a place of reaction. All right. We have got to take a break already. It's amazing how quickly this happens. Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. If you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also love to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We're really excited. This is our second year. We've done two years of broadcasting and we've won two awards. We've been nominated for two more awards. We're celebrating our second anniversary right now. And so we would love to ask you to help letting your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. We are now downloading in 89 countries and welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Brazil, Panama, and Bolivia. And we will be right back with Deb Erickson. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? 
a life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Deb Erickson. You can find out more about Deb and how to work with her at ICanInstitute.com. ICanInstitute.com. We'll have that for you in the show notes. So Deb, before we went to the break, we were talking about the difference of being in action in flow versus being in reaction. And I'd love to have you share with our listeners Do you help the people who are in that reactional state or do you help to optimize the people who are in action and flow? Like both. Okay, great. (laughs) If you could give us an example of uh, of a client that you've maybe helped, I would love to hear a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was working with uh, an individual last week. We were talking about she gets in these patterns and these habits. So she's moving forward in her business. She kind of hits that ceiling, the same ceiling over and over and over and goes into frustration and overwhelm, impatience, all of that negative emotion, she she kind of spirals down. So what we do is a neuro tool called a pattern interrupt. So here's one of the great ones. I just have a stop sign. And with the stop sign, the whole idea is that you want to be able to just pull the stop sign up to your face. You can also just use your hand if you want. And what you're doing is stopping the pattern, interrupting the pattern, because those habits and patterns are, did you know that they are running 23.2 hours, 23.2 hours a day, your subconscious mind's running patterns. Okay. So there's very little original conscious thought going. And so what you want to be able to do is when you feel your heart racing, when you feel yourself tiptoeing into negative territory, when whatever the signals are in your body, shoulders are tight, your heart is racing, you know, you're getting a headache, whatever it is, when you get those signals that say, woo, I'm looking at something in a negative way. I'm interpreting my life through that lens, right? I'm spiraling into old patterns. All you want to do is grab, you can use your stop sign or just your hand and pull it up to your face really quickly and yell, stop, do it loud. And then you do it again and again and again. Stop, 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 stop. With the idea being what you're teaching yourself is we are not going down that path right? That's not where we're going to go. And I would call everything, all negative emotion, I would call it red zone. These are red zone stories. These are red zone patterns. These are red zone thoughts, red zone beliefs, right? And we have got to, on a conscious level, we got to stop those. Then on the other side of the equation, there's my green sign. (laughs) Yes. I call this the yes zone, right? We're moving into positive emotions. So hope is the weakest of all positive emotions, but it's definitely better than the negative. If you can stop yourself from moving into the negative and be able to plant hope, you know, hope is something as simple as, I hope it's possible. I hope I can create a change. It's soft. It's it's not very strong. It's not the place you want to stay long, but the transition to hope is huge. 
So once you are able to move towards hope, then we can move further up the emotional scale and we're moving into that green zone, into the yes zone where we are saying, yes, this is the direction we want to go. So put these two together. Here's what I always do is I will stop if I'm moving in that direction and then I'll take my right hand, put it on my left cheek, turn the cheek, right? Because what you're doing is you're pivoting. You're saying to the brain, we're not going that direction. We're going this way and I'm looking in a new direction. Now I'm in a green zone, right? And now I want to say yes, yes to my future, yes to the vision, yes to the dreams, yes to possibility, yes to potential, right? Yes to expectation, yes to gratitude. And as you do, you kind of just build that full head of steam up. And every single time you do that, Angel, every single time, literally, you're creating a neural pathway. Mm. You are disrupting the old and laying down a brand new neural pathway so that it's easier and easier and easier to get there faster, right? Every single time you do that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really fascinating because I, I actually took training about 20 years ago in the last, I don't know, the beginning of the last 20 year period of time in shamanic work. And Mm -hmm. one of the teachings that one of my teachers passed on uh, was this practice of stopping the world and the idea of when something's in motion, there's momentum. So if you're in a pattern, like you're saying of going down to negative thinking, that momentum will keep you there unless you literally stop. So I want to kind of get back to one of the questions I asked before we took the break about Really specifically, because this is something I see with many entrepreneurial women is they get the momentum under their business, they take the risks, they get themselves started, they start making sales, they get to that plateau spot where it becomes clear that they have overextended themselves and they can't go any further until they bring team members on. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to have you talk about that dynamic because you're somebody who's definitely spent a lot of time in teamwork, building teams, leading teams, and also working on the mindset of the team members. So could you speak a little bit about yeah. that dynamic? That's funny because I'm actually getting ready to do an event in November that is all about leadership, the mindset of a leader, which is what's required to create a team. So in network marketing, which is really just a microcosm of the world, but in this industry, you can make some money, you can make some money selling a product yourself, but you don't answer the call of the industry. You don't have leveraged income. You don't have time freedom. You don't get recognition unless you become a leader. In other words, you have to step into something completely different. So here's the truth. We always tell people is, hey, Whatever you were doing to be successful at this level, when you plateau, it won't take you to the next level. So there has to be a change at that point. And what I discover is even though so many of the women that I work with know they need to become a leader, they know they need to bring on a team, they know they need to work with people, they know that's required, their mindset is stuck in solo. It's stuck in old beliefs that are kind of like, you know, if you want it done right, do it yourself. That sounds like my mom. My mom told me that all the time. (laughs) And, And so I would say, great, enjoy life, right? Enjoy doing it all yourself. But here's the truth, right? That we have to expand. We have to become 
someone different to step into leadership, which is a whole different level. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, you don't fight the plateau. You embrace the plateau. And and what I mean by that is stuck feels permanent. Plateau is, is temporary. It's a realignment. It's an adjustment. So if you find yourself in a plateau, right, what you want to be able to do is every single morning get up and say, what do I need to do today to prepare myself for the next push, for the next growth, right, for the next energy movement? Because what I know is the way I've always done things is not going to get me where I want to go. I have to have a change. The biggest change I see is so many women are so exhausted already that what their brain says is, how could I possibly manage others? Uh, you know, how could I possibly add more? I already have this many kids and, you know, I don't need more. <laughs> and so what happens is their, their mindset is, is literally holding them. Okay. I have a great little visual. You got a brain in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is what's happening. Your mindset has created this limit, this boundary called your set point, your neurological set point. And that's where we stay because that's where we feel comfortable. So we bump up against it and it becomes our glass ceiling of our own making of our own creation. So what we have to be able to do is really open our minds that there could be another way to step into leadership right? In other words, we have a lot of black and white thinking, which is not really a feminine trait. It's a much, much more masculine way to see the world, but we've borrowed it. We've learned it. We've used it. We've said things like, well, I can't build a business I want and be a good mom. So it feels like we have to choose one or the other, right? I can't, I can't be an extraordinary leader of a huge team and you know, meet my, my responsibilities over here. And so what happens is we, we hold ourselves back because we're contorting ourselves to that limited black and white thinking, instead of being able to say, I can do this and this, Mm -hmm. I can be an incredible mom and I can build an extraordinary organization. The key is you just don't know how yet. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know how to do it yet, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I'm going to learn the skills because in that statement, you know how the universe works, right? Mm -hmm. Information comes and training comes and relationships and networking podcasts. They come into your life exactly when you need them. If you set the intention, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to open up to more. And that's what you do every single day, Angel. That's really what this podcast is about is opening that door. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my darling Deb, we are at the end. It has been amazing. As always, I have such wickedly smart women guests that I could literally spend hours chatting with you, but we are at the end of the show today. So listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of Deb and her ICANN Institute. Please go check it out at ICANNInstitute.com. I am sure you're going to find all kinds of wonderful tools and information there, as well as ways to work directly with Deb and her team. And I want to invite you, if you would like to, call into our listener line as well to share with us what you thought today. And we'll have that number in the show notes for you. 
or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. I do want to say thank you to the Clubhouse guys and women for, for creating Clubhouse because it's been a real blessing in my life to meet amazing people like Deb and others who have uh, come on the show and will continue to be coming on the show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.